Hello and welcome to the final edition of the Newsreel for Season 3. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And usually here on the uh, on the Newsreel, we usually do talk about movie and TV news, but since this is our final edition of the Newsreel for Season 3, uh, we will actually be handing out our Season 3 RKO Awards, and uh, we'll actually explain the RKO Awards again. Uh, we actually uh, handed them out for Season 2, and so we got another edition for Season 3. So uh, before we get into our RKO Awards... Uh, you know what, Jeremy, let's get warmed up with our TNR question of the day. And so, I mean, uh, this past season, season three, we did cover a lot of MCU uh, movies. Uh, one, we finally finished our MCU rewatch uh, mm-hmm. of the Infinity Saga. Then we also covered what uh, this past season, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, as well as a little indie movie. Um, what was it again? I, I, I forgot already. Uh, Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> yeah, starring uh, the Green Goblin and, and Sandman. <laughs> and, uh, and Tobey Maguire. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, just along those same lines, here's the TR question today. What is your favorite mcu trilogy i mean and we just talked about spider-man that i mean that's the latest trilogy of the mcu but the other three that have um uh, i guess franchises that do have series uh that that have a trilogy i should say is iron man captain america as well as thor so jeremy which one's your favorite look i was almost gonna choose spider-man that's a hard one i'm gonna go with captain america just yeah. because it was probably the most, well, it's that's tough because Spider Man was consistent too. But for me, Captain America was probably it. It rode the highs most of the time. I I was almost gonna say like Iron Man, yeah. But ah, there's Iron Man two's there, and I don't and know, just fake Mandarin, <laughs> fake Mandarin. Um, so I'm gonna. I go know with, you hated that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, Captain America, just that that. And it it was like the Dark Knight, pretty much in terms <laughs> comparing it to the Dark Knight. But in terms of uh, the first one was good, the second one was the best, the third one it's like it just ends it, you know. That's the end. Yeah, no, I you know when you mentioned Dark Knight right away, I was like, dude, I already know where you're headed. Where it was a really good way. Uh, well, um, the first Avenger was a good way to kind of reintroduce uh, to introduce Captain America you know, is a part of this larger cinematic universe. Then you get the epic winter soldier, um, just like dark Knight. It, I feel like it's, uh, it's both of our number ones mm-hmm. and, uh, you get captain America civil war where you basically get a team up movie where there's like so many, uh, characters that they did introduce. I mean, they introduced black Panther, they introduced Spider-Man in the MCU. I just yeah. remember just marking out, seeing him the first time, when the Civil War trailer came out, I was like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Yeah, that, I feel like Civil War is kind of underrated, in my opinion, uh, in terms of... Because it is technically still a Captain America movie, but in kind of comparing it to Dark Knight Rises, it is like bigger. It's like a wider scope story than the previous installment. So uh, I think that's why I chose that that trilogy. Yeah. And Thor, uh, Thor speaks for itself already. <laughs> I was like, are we going to get it? Hey, but you know what? They ended on, on a really good note. And technically, it'll be the first one that has a 
fourth. Yeah. So I feel like Thor just has a leg up on all these other three. So I'm going to say Thor. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I really also wanted to give it to Spider-Man as well, just because of the way it ended. And it, it has been pretty consistent. I got to say Captain America for the same reasons. But, uh, you know, I'll get into the Spider-Man reasons. It's just because... Um, they did kind of do a pretty good job in terms of keeping Spider-Man grounded uh, throughout the, especially the earlier films, because you know they wanted to sh- focus on Peter Parker within high school, and you got to um, get introduced to like his his friends, you know, obviously MJ, um, Zendaya, and then Ned, uh, and you, these are really really likable characters, and they're really memorable. And you do kind of grow up with them a little bit, even though, you know, I'm all grown up. I mean, <laughs> so that doesn't really count. But you get to watch them kind of grow uh, with their um, with their experiences. And, and I would imagine that, you know, you, you got to relate a little bit because I'm sure you have like your friends that you kind of grew up with. And then you as you guys get older, you know, like, you know, you guys are developing to the person that you ultimately are. And um, it. Like the character development is, is I think what made it pretty good in in it, with the payoff with Spider Man No Way Home. I feel like you got to see the uh, the characters develop together as an ensemble cast. Um, so that's pretty much. I, I just really mm-hmm. wanted an excuse to talk about Spider Man No Way Home again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I totally get that, dude. Because like you said, the character development was especially that jump into No Way Home was it headed in the right direction for sure um it's just the only reason why it didn't take that top spot was just because of at least for me the iron man ties yeah um like homecoming is really good i love homecoming but what makes it lower for me than far from home is that uh, spider-man relies way too much on like stark tech and he even has like the AI Karen and all that stuff, and then they finally cut that out in Far From Home, and then she then no more like Stark stuff in Spider Man No Way Home. So it's like it it got better as the time went on, just because of they slowly started cutting out uh, MCU ties, pretty much. Right, and, and and if the rumors are true, and he event uh, and Tom Holland gets another. Spider-Man trilogy. I just love the way they ended. Again, this is going to be spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home, so uh earmuffs, I guess. I love how, you know, they they set up Spider-Man with his new uh bright blue suit, brighter blue suit, I should say, and um they have him moving into a, a, an apartment a la uh Toby Maguire Spider-Man in 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 the second one, which is our uh, our favorite um well, me now second favorite, uh, but mm-hmm. it, you know it just brings it, it. It connects like the older generation with the the next generation of Spider Man movies, and I feel like Tom Holland is is in really good place. Where I feel like the if he does get another trilogy, he's set up really well with all of the character development and the way we got to see him grow up as a as a high school student. Yeah, I definitely agree. Hopefully, they make more. Um... But even if it just ends like this, it's not a bad place to end. Oh, yeah. Pretty epic. I mean, and it's still making a lot of money. It finally got beaten out in the uh, in the box office by Scream. <laughs> so, and it's it's only because like the demographics kind of inner uh inner uh 
they, they intertwine a little bit. And I would imagine it's like, okay, everyone already watched Spider-Man. They, now they finally kind of gravitated toward a new movie with Scream. So, um, Jeremy, let's get into our season three RKO awards. And, you know, last season we, we actually had the, the newsreel be our actual finale and our wrap up show. Uh, but with the RKO awards, just as a reminder, the RKO is actually the finisher of the apex predator and again we're not talking about Kristen wig who was play- <laughs> <laughs> who plays the cheetah <laughs> and uh i guess aka uh, barbara minerva but i mean it is mr randy orton yeah it's like we always reference wwe and we have to do it for the rko man that thing's yes. such a meme now, so it's like you gotta because it it comes it comes out of nowhere, right? Because it comes out of nowhere. So this is our RKO awards that are coming out of nowhere for this season. Yeah, you know it's a tribute to the WWE that we. You know it's amazing. We actually haven't really referenced it, and we actually just recently talked about John Cena, and we were we're actually pretty tame with our WWE references That's true. Uh, on that Peacemaker episode. Um, was it last week? So, um, yeah, that's pretty much why we're doing these things. And so, uh, again, more awards. It's a, kind of a good way to kind of look back at the, the season that just passed, season three. And so, Jeremy, uh, the first award, uh, first RKO award that we want to hand out. And, you know, we're in the newsreel and, you know, we have my half, the one that I kind of gravitate towards. What was your favorite TV topic that we did talk about in season three? Uh, my favorite TV topic was actually when uh, the announcement that Hayden Christensen was coming back for Ahsoka. It just I found I found that so interesting to talk about Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, basically almost twenty years, fifteen to twenty years later. You know, like now we have that um, that hindsight. To kind of just see, like, how, how does it feel today? How do we feel about him coming yeah. back? And um, just talking about, obviously, you, I'm, I'm assuming that you got to watch it in theaters or, you know, his two Star Wars movies in theaters. Yep. I didn't get to do that. Um, and kind of seeing how our perspectives change over 15 years. Oh man, yeah, I remember that was actually uh, definitely on my top three. Um, I, I it didn't make it fully there, but when that news came out, even though Hayden Christensen gets a lot of shit for you know his <clears throat> his acting, especially in Attack of the Clones, oh my god, that was uh, pretty some pretty bad acting. <laughs> but there were some still epic moments uh, of Episode Two, the Attack of the Clones, namely when. You know that that whole battle between Count Dooku and and Obi Wan mm-hmm. and and Anakin. I want to say that was the first time we got to actually see someone, Hayden Christensen, handle two lightsabers, one in each hand. I want to say so. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of the 2D animated uh, Clone Wars show. I think it was called The Clone Wars or something like that. But I'm pretty sure that came out after Episode Two. So yeah, I mean. That's pretty much like history right there. Just like uh, freaking episode one, dual, dual bladed. Oh yeah, with uh, yeah with Darth Maul. Oh my goodness, uh, 
And uh, I mean, and they brought back Duel of the Fates too, which is uh, I I feel like it's one of our favorite orchestral uh, theme songs or whatever. It's freaking a legend, John Williams. Oh yeah, easily top ten. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, my uh, favorite TV topic from the newsreel, uh, it had to be. I mean, <laughs> I think you'll appreciate this. Is when we found out that a little known animated series, Smallville is uh gonna be in development or they're they're in it's in development now um and you know it's still in the planning stages but for me what actually makes it so memorable is that when when i found out about it and we got to kind of do research and we got to see i guess the ign video uh with tom welling and uh michael rosenbaum i mean you you've been keeping up with them more so than i have but to be able to kind of see them in 2021, I was like, it was the first time I had seen them actually in, in a long, long time. And I, it just brought back feels. I think I started watching uh, Smallville at the beginning of season two of uh, of the Weekly Real podcast. <laughs> yeah. I actually haven't revisited it because, you know, so much, so many things to watch for the podcast and just, you know, for fun. But Dude, it's still one of my favorite shows of all time uh, because, dude, it was just that early 2000s vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I hope the I hope the animated series, if it does ever come out, um, at least brings us a little bit of nostalgia. You know what I mean in terms of yeah. early 2000s, uh, because that's what gives Smallville so much character. I feel like is that early 2000s feel, and I know it's that's kind of hard to. Uh, display in animated form but you know just just a little bit of nostalgia but at the same time it's i would like to see possibly you know a a continuation of the story even if it's in animated form right right you get to see uh i guess superman in his suit because that's obviously where they were (laughs) hinting towards i mean i still haven't gotten the chance to actually watch the um like all of season 10 of smallville but i did watch the finale is like, oh shoot, he's uh, Clark finally suited up. Yep. I was like, oh, it, I don't know. It, it just and they brought back a little bit of John Williams. I mean, we got a, a second John Williams uh, mention here on on the RK Awards uh, <laughs> version of season three. Is so good, so cool, so epic. All right, well, you know what? Let's get into our next topic, which is obviously your half. You know, obviously you're the movie guy. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite movie topic of season three of the newsreel? You know, it's going to be because it's so wacky and it's going to be the unbearable weight of massive, of massive <laughs> yes. talents starring Nicolas Cage. I feel like that was later on in the season, you know, yeah, when I yeah. brought it up. And just for the fact that when we talked about it, it's like, didn't know what to expect. It's like, oh, is it just one of these, um, another one of these VOD Nicolas Cage movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the movie hasn't come out yet, but just us discussing the trailer, I thought I thought your reaction was like hilarious, just for because it's so insane. <laughs> like, who thought of who thought of making this? You know, but it's because perfect. It, because it was always conversations that uh, I guess fans of Nicolas Cage would just randomly we'll talk about because the many again well i'll go back to the ringer uh post that i said it was the many faces of nicholas cage it was like oh my god it's basically we get to see it in a full feature (laughs) potentially in april it's 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 gonna be so entertaining i think 
yeah hopefully in april we're, we're gonna be able to see it who knows hopefully we can even cover it on the weekly real podcast hopefully i'm saying hopefully a lot hopefully it even comes out in theaters so yeah yeah uh again i'll say hopefully i just hope it doesn't get uh delayed because i really mm. do want to cover it in season four just because actually that is my favorite movie topic as well <laughs> it's the one that i wrote down uh, it immediately jumped out at me because again i hadn't heard about the movie and f- when you had texted me it's like hey it's going to be on the unbearable weight of massive talent the movie topic for that for that week i was like oh First, I thought you were, I guess, messaging me something. I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird sentence. I didn't realize that was actually the name of the movie. And then when I actually watched it, uh, I think we had just recently watched your uh, your latest guilty pleasure movie, which was uh, The Great Wall. We got to see Pedro Pascal kind of reprise his, <laughs> I guess, personality from Game of Thrones as Prince yeah. Oberyn Martell. And we kind of got to see a, a parody of that a little bit in that trailer. And you got to see that dynamic of Pedro Pascal with um, with Nicolas, uh, Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's, and, it, and it looks like a fun uh, buddy sort of uh, relationship, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering how Pedro Pascal is gonna do in terms of, like the the comedy bit of it. You know, we got to see a little bit in um, the Great Wall. So I'm wondering how well their chemistry is going to go together, how much they're actually going to be in the movie together. But it seems like it's going to be quite a bit because it seems like that's the main storyline is them two kind of figuring whatever Nicolas Cage needs to figure out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, Jeremy, the, that was actually the end of the the newsreel um, awards for uh, the RK awards, I should say, for season three. Now let's get it right into our main show. Obviously, this is uh, why we started the podcast so we could cover specific movies, and so we switched things up a little bit. We um, we decided on, I guess, new awards from the weekly reel. And so the first one that I want to introduce uh, for the RKO Awards for season three is the most disappointing movie. And so, Jeremy, do you want to share what your most disappointing movie is that we did cover? Yeah. So out of the movies that we covered, just a caveat right there. Um, this is no surprise. It's going to be Dune. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a feeling. <laughs> no surprise there. Um I mean, go listen to that episode. You could hear me rant all about it. And it just made it even funner because we had our guest on the show, too, that loves the movie, Joe Ash. (laughs) So um, I thought that was funny. I I just thought it was good, uh, an interesting dynamic between me, Joe Ash, you. uh, Just that I didn't like the movie. And it was, you know, it's fun to not have the same opinion as the guest sometimes yeah i know because it was like he was giving the hard sell i mean i i I was gonna probably do that uh, if he wasn't on the episode so again shout out to joe ash for you know doing some heavy lifting on that episode so we definitely appreciate you um being on that episode and again uh, well first of all just randomly congratulations to joe ash on uh the proposal so hey she said yes um and Second of all, Joe Ash, feel free to come back on the pod. We'll definitely uh, have you back. And so I'll definitely reach out offline uh, for season four. Uh, but uh, yeah, Dune actually was a part of my, I think we had our what type top five of 2021, I guess <laughs> yeah. on a recent episode of the newsreel. And it did reach 
my top five. I did like it more than you did. I liked it about as much as Joe Ash did. Uh, but hey, agree to disagree. I mean, we can't yeah. like the same movies, right? That would be boring podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just raving about movies the whole time, or you know, hating on Fast Nine the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I know. exactly, exactly. Well, for my most disappointing movie, I almost gave it to The Matrix Resurrections because uh, I didn't, you know, like obviously I was like, should I try to compare it to the first one? But I ended up ultimately dropping my expectations a little bit. And I actually did kind of like the movie. It wasn't the best movie, but... I think I mentioned it on the episode. It's actually my second favorite Matrix movie. So that technically can't be disappointing. So my winner for the most disappointing movie uh, has to be Red Notice. Because Ooh. the I feel like the story could have been much better. I think they just relied so heavily on the star power of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, who I think just carried the movie himself, and Gal Gadot. Um I think they just counted on that. And I think for the most part with the streams that it did, uh, according to Netflix, who knows what metric they're going by. Um, I feel like uh, they just kind of cruised. And, and I'm really worried about the fact that they already have two sequels lined up uh, for Red Notice. And uh, I'm not really holding my breath in terms of it being great, but I'll still watch it just because of the star power. And I don't know if that's the best reason to actually watch a movie. So um, I I don't know how much heavy lifting Ryan Reynolds can do to carry two more movies. See, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I wish sometimes, especially with The Rock, I felt like his movie choices uh, have been like hit or miss recently. And I, you know, I actually enjoyed Red Notice probably more than you did. Uh, I can definitely see how the writing could have been better. Sometimes it did feel a little bit lazy. Like, like we're just, they did it for the reason just for uh, a little bit of globe trotting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but for The Rock, especially, I liked his movie choices in the early, like, 2010s. Like, from 2010 to 2014, they were, they were more diverse. Yeah, you got, like, something like G.I. Joe, but then you got something like um snitch you know what i mean which mm-hmm. i really enjoy that movie and it's so such a different type of movie that the rock did and then you also got like freaking michael bay and pain and gain it's like they're so different and it's like he's trying something new compared to now i i feel like it's a little bit on like cruise control in terms of uh the types of roles and types of movies that he's been in recently right exactly i can't agree with you more i mean I, I, there was this one meme i don't know if I forwarded this one because, again, for those of you who've listened to the podcast, Jeremy's not quite on social media as much as I do. So I feel like it's a one-way avenue of me sending him memes and not the other way around. But I digress. <laughs> but one of the ones that I wanted to mention was there was a, a like four different screenshots of The Rock from four different movies. But like in each one of those screenshots, he's basically playing the same character. I, I got to find that one again. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's always like in the jungle. He's always... Um, Sweaty. He's, yeah, he's, he's always playing the same character. That's why I love the uh, the movie Snitch that he did so much. Because it didn't rely on like his physicality or anything like that. He actually pl- had to play like a, a dad 
uh, trying to take care of his son and all that stuff. And I thought that was a really good movie. That and like Gridiron Gang. Man, come on, Rock, you got this. I feel like Rock needs to do a drama. Like an actual yeah. serious movie. Yeah, I, I don't I remember the last time that he actually like just deadpanned everything. I mean, he could still be charming in his own way because he's got that natural charisma as Dwayne Johnson because of his background in the WWE and then him just shooting to superstardom and then obviously being one of the biggest movie stars out there. But man, he's getting really lazy with his roles and he's just on, again, like you said, cruise control. Yeah, man, I guess maybe because it's like because of Ballers that his one show, which was like more of a drama, but I would like to see more of diverse movie roles for him yeah can't agree with you more all right let's move on to our next award and you know we got we mentioned most disappointing movie let's get into the other end of that spectrum for the weekly reel uh again caveat it has to be any of the movies that we covered in season three jeremy what was your most surprising movie and surprising in a good way Sorry, I should probably yeah. clarify that. <laughs> Surprising in a good way uh, for season three of the Weekly Reel. So it's an older movie because it is a walk to remember. <laughs> yes! <sighs> because I honestly, you were like hyping it up. But at the same time, it's like I didn't want to believe you because it's, you know, a walk to remember. It's uh, um, Nicholas Sparks, right? No. It is. Yes, it's a it yeah, it's a Nicholas Sparks uh, film ad- adaptation. And so I was just super not expecting anything, I guess. But at the same time, it's like okay, fine. It's early two thousands, and it, you were right. It hit me in that early two thousands space that I always have in my heart for the early two thousands, and I can see why it's a guilty pleasure of yours. <laughs> You know, for sure, there's some things that are just like, man, if anyone else would watch this movie, you're like, why the heck do you want, why do you like this movie? You know what I mean? But it's like those moments where people are like, why do you like this? Or it's like, are the best moments of the movie. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, and I guess I didn't mention this on on our uh, our, our podcast episode for A Walk to Remember, but I guess I'm actually pretty thankful that my first screening of a walk to remember was in a family or group setting because if i you know what truth be told i wouldn't have said hey i want to watch a walk to remember and just make that decision on my own to watch it by myself there's no way i would have yeah. known what that movie was about and, and it's uh I'll, I'll mention this again I wasn't paying attention for the first half of the movie so that when the reveal happens in the movie, again, no spoilers. Uh, so go check out our episode on a walk to remember when, when the reveal happens, I was just caught off. So caught off guard. And I was like, what? No way. And, it, and I feel like just that, not, not catching everything. <laughs> it, it hit, it made everything hit later on uh, even more than it actually should have. But because like there was some good <laughs> stuff there. So, yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was so good. Walk to remember. I love it. E- even just rewatching it again for the first time in years. Uh, it felt like I was watching it almost for the first time again because there were certain details that I had forgotten. And, uh, dude, you know, obviously the music that we talked about. Oh, it's so good. Only yeah, hope. Mu- music's top tier in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Well, for my winner. For the most surprising movie, I mean, 
I'll I'll quickly mention it, but truth be told, we haven't actually released this episode. Actually, go see it this coming Monday, or not see it, but listen to it. I will mention 10 Things I Hate About You because uh, it was better than I had thought it would. That's actually my real winner, but I won't spoil it uh, because, you know, obviously I want you guys to listen to the episode. So I'll just shamelessly plug the episode for uh, this coming Monday. So for my winner of the most surprising movie, though, Shang-Chi and the, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be yeah. good, but I, we talked about it right when we finished watching it. With, it was you, me, uh, Cameron, and your brother, uh, Jeff. Dude, the first 45 minutes were like arguably the best 45 minute stretch of the MCU. I want to say it's at least top five, you know, with some No Way Home action. You get some end game action stuff. Those first 45 minutes were so good. It was an all timer type of um, like superhero movie with the action. And with the, you know, the way they establish uh, Shang-Chi and, and uh, Katie, right? Katie? Yeah, Katie. Yeah, just the whole, their whole dynamic, their chemistry. And then, my goodness, the hand-to-hand choreography and action on the bus and everything. I'm like, again, spoilers for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I didn't know it was going to be that good. And obviously, with us being both Asian, it already got a little bit more of a markup just because, you know, we get to see our first Asian superhero in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. We're um, Not counting Wong. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but it, it was just, uh, it blew me away. Um, and I'm glad that that was actually our season three premiere. Yeah, dude, I love Shang-Chi. Just rewatched it again recently. And man, it's... It's definitely something that the MCU needed in uh, Phase Four, so I'm glad that, like, yeah, I'm I'm glad it was as good as it was for sure. Yeah, so good. Oh my goodness. Well, let's give it our final RKO award of season three. Uh, we we actually, um, you know, we're kind of borrowing what we did last season, and we want to give out uh, the award for favorite weekly real episode and again it's not necessarily the movie itself but the actual episode the whole experience of recording it and in the la- uh, the jokes and the laughs uh the interesting insight that whole thing and 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 the movie itself jeremy what was your favorite weekly real episode of season three I wouldn't be surprised if we have the same thing because it's going to be Spider-Man No Way Home, that episode, (laughs) just because it was our first time having two guests on the episode at the same time. And it was it was a lot to juggle. Obviously, there's four people talking, trying to talk at the same time, trying to figure out who's going to talk where. And but then we it worked. I feel like Uh, people got to talk when they wanted to share what they wanted to. It, it helped that the movie was good, you know, yeah. uh, and we got to think like really covered the whole movie, just the four of us as if we were just having like dinner uh, and just covering everything from from the villains to the ending of the movie. It, there was a lot that happened. I'm glad that, you know, Jeff and Jacob were able to join us on that show. And it's a and it's a long episode. It's a legendary type of. <laughs> episode to me honestly yeah no i completely agree because i originally 
Um, again, just kind of, you know, just so you can see how the sausage was made, I guess, uh, pardon the, the, no dirty pun intended. We originally were just going to have your brother on for the Spider-Man No Way Home because, again, he's like the biggest Spider-Man fan I know. And I think uh, you you would agree with that mm-hmm. on your end. And then when we actually had Jacob on our Red Notice episode and how, you know, just brought back, you know, some season one vibes. And, and obviously for us, you know, from even before the podcast, Time to Rise, you know, how we used to um, how we used to just enjoy filming our short films and, you know, just random uh, videos for YouTube. It brought back some of that. And I was like, you know what? I have an idea. Let's have two guests. And you know what? We got this thing for season three called the double feature. Let's do a double, double feature. I was just being stupid and just just throwing shit out there. And we actually did it. And it worked. It worked, though. Yeah. I thought it flowed perfectly. You know, we didn't have um, weekly real awards at that point. But we definitely didn't need it just because the conversation was going anywhere that we wanted it to go. And we got to think about or and they got to think about uh topics themselves so i thought that was fun to involve the guests that much into the show yeah it it was pretty cool just to be able to let go the steering wheel a little bit let them drive it and remember for for like stretches there it was like they were having a conversation between the two of them and i was like oh shoot this is nice yeah yeah it's always nice to have different like voice different voices on the show and just for the fact that you get two different ones in the same show that we don't have to talk too much because you know sometimes uh you learn to expect what we're gonna think you and me can so it's right. sometimes having maybe jacob or jeff makes things more unpredictable because you know everyone's different with their personalities i agree i agree i mean i feel like it, even though it was definitely our longest episode by far uh, you know i love you one four three um, an hour and 43 minutes. I feel like because, you know, of the structure, we could have easily gone as long as the, the Spider-Man No Way Home runtime of, oh, what was it, over two and a half hours or something like that. I, I think we could have gone another 45 minutes without any, uh, without breaking a sweat, really. Yeah, we, <laughs> there was like nonstop, but, you know, it had to end eventually. But yeah, that's definitely my favorite episode of uh, season three. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you. Um, that's my, uh, winner for favorite weekly real episode for all of the reasons that we just mentioned, but I will honorable, uh, honorably mention a walk to remember again, just because <laughs> I knew it. I knew you yeah. would like the movie and for me to feel like, I don't know, like it, it, it felt like a proud Papa moment. <laughs> I was just like. I know it's something for something stupid. It's a guilty pleasure movie, and it's like, oh my goodness! But just the the way you were able to kind of watch it for the first time in 2022, 20 years after it was actually uh, released, um, and again, I mean, we we did the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing, and we discovered that it was a 27. I was like, man, y'all tripping. That was wow. 127. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but yeah that one's it, it, it's one of my favorites as well just because uh, i'm just really glad that you did enjoy a walk to remember uh for pretty much the same reasons i did uh the music was uh, on point the chemistry was good 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the whole cheesy moments and then the romantic moments and everything. Um, yeah, it, it was good to be able to revisit that movie for the first time in, in a, a while for me, too. Yeah, and you, we get to, you know, take take a break from, like, the superhero stuff and Star Wars stuff, like with Boba Fett and all that stuff. But, yeah, Walk to Remember, still, it's a... It, it's a guilty pleasure for you, but I don't think it's a guilty pleasure for me. I think it's just a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man, that's so good. And then, again, shout out to any one of our uh, episodes where we did have guests. Again, AJ, both times. Jacob, uh, both times. Uh, your brother for Spider-Man is huge. Even though, again, you mentioned it, even though it wasn't your favorite movie, Joe Ash, just to be able to kind of go back and forth. And then Andrea uh, for both of her episodes as well. Uh, It it was just a nice way to kind of be able to get more, uh, a different perspective, more voices out there. And again, for season four, we would love to keep that momentum going and then bring some of of the guests back. But, you know, maybe introduce uh, some new guests. Hopefully I have a few in mind, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk in the off season. Jeremy. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited for the more guests, more people, different views. Yes, exactly. And so uh, before we wrap up this edition of the newsreel and obviously the RK Awards, again, uh, it was fun kind of reminiscing about season three. Jeremy, do you uh, do you want to preview what we have coming this Monday for a season three finale? Yeah, so let's flash back to 1999 in 10 Things I Hate About You, starring Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles in, I guess it's considered a classic. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about this one. We're going to have Andrea as a guest for the episode. Ken hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't seen it, but apparently and- Andrea has seen it quite a bit. So it's like, oh, the newbies and uh, the veteran for 10 Things I Hate About You. I know. Our, 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 I mean, we again, we, we did have a few instances where our guest was actually the expert. And this upcoming episode this Monday is, uh, is basically the same thing. And again, it's a surprising movie. It's kind of a spoiler. I do like this movie. You'll see how much this coming Monday. So definitely looking forward for you guys to listen to. Uh, our episode on 10 Things I Hate About You. By the way, it's streaming on HBO Max. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> I almost, honestly, I believed myself for a second. <laughs> That's because he was actually looking for it on I, HBO Max. I was. I'm like, what? They took it off? I was like, bro, it's, on, it's Di- on Disney Plus. Look at the outline, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, again, uh, before we do, uh, I guess, close out. Uh, the newsreel for season three. Uh, Jeremy, do you want to actually let us let the audience know where they can actually follow the weekly reel? Yeah, for all the latest updates, uh, go to at weekly reel on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'll make sure to keep in touch with you over the, the off season, our hiatus. We're going to be there, we're going to still post some stuff, uh, just not the new episodes just yet, but we're you know going to post some interesting stuff as the as the off season continues yes at weekly reel across the board twitter instagram facebook and who knows we may add more accounts but we'll see we'll figure it out in the off season but jeremy again it's been uh 
I don't know. It's been interesting. We even had our first guest with the newsreel. Like we had both AJ and and, and Jacob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was pretty cool just to be able to incorporate them in our TV and movie news uh, episode. So I just want to give sh- uh, another shout out to both of them as well. Uh, again, uh, thank you for checking us out on the newsreel. It was pretty cool to be able to bust that with an RKO out of nowhere. And uh, on behalf of Jeremy, check us out uh, this coming Monday for 10 Things I Hate About You for our season three finale. Uh, but uh, again, for all of the newsreel fans, we'll see you next uh, next season, really. Oh, shoot. Next mm-hmm. season. On the reel. <laughs> <laughs>